All right, welcome to our episode of Real Estate Versus Technology. I'm your host, Norman Kinsey. We have our co-host, Mr. Dan Gandy. Welcome, Dan. Glad to be here. Yeah. Awesome, man. Thanks for being here. And we have now a special team that we, I've, I've known this individual from Instagram for quite a while, but she and I have never spoken. So I was like, damn, we got to get her on the podcast. Now she's here, 30-year veteran in the real estate sector in the greater Phoenix area. Uh, it's actually the Mark and Mel team, but we have Mel on Real Estate First Tech today. So Mel, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Great to be here. I love course, this. Of course. We're just Mark, Mark's not Mark's not really, he's he's not the social guy. He's <laughs> he's he's the big brains and he's like he's this, he's the he's the mentor. He's he's the one that's he's amazing. I love it. Yeah. So he's it. just like, you do it, you got this, you do it on your own. <laughs> Touche, touche, and you're and you're so and you're just a natural. I gotta say that for anyone who's watching right now, uh, be sure to check out the Mark and Mel team, all one word on Instagram, because Mel, you're crushing it with your stories and your reels and what you're doing. We'll get into that today, because I think that there's agents out there that have been in the business for 30 years that are having a hard time adapting with technology and with videos and how they do what they do. So before we get into some of that a little bit later in the show, can you just give us some context as far as how long have you been in the business? Why real estate? Like, why did you choose out of all industries? Why this industry? Yeah, Here's really. Okay. My dad was a realtor and a uh, <laughs> long time, my whole life. I mean, he was a great realtor. He was actually president of the board and this is nice. in California. Um, mm. And I, you know, I said with all the ups and downs, we had a lot and sometimes we wouldn't have a lot. Sometimes we would have a lot. And um so I, I said, I'm never going to do that. I'm, I'm going to get a job. And so when I, when I got married and had a baby, I was like, I need security. So I had friends that, you know, I'd still had that real estate side of me. So I, I got my license in California and we're talking the eighties, we're talking the mid eighties. And so wow. I had a friend that had started real estate too. His dad was in real estate. His dad actually had an appraisal company. So he was headed that direction and he was just an awesome guy that we connected. And he said, you know, if you're looking for more stability, you should be a, an appraiser. And I was like, yeah, I need go. it for my family. So I went into the bank, got in there and I mean, started at the bottom of the ladder. I mean, that's the way I worked up uh, for 10 years. I was an appraiser uh, working for corporate banks, you know, and uh, I was then I moved over here, California. And it worked. It worked really well at the time. I mean, I was writing up appraisals when you could write them by hand. They were only wow. a few pages. You didn't, it, it was, you didn't have computers. You were just starting to get computers to, to, to type them on. Nice. It was, um, you could talk to loan officers. You could, you could talk to everybody in the bank. You could talk to realtors. You know, there wasn't the big separation there as now, but it's because it went south. There is, there's going to always be bad people in any industry. Mm. And there was a bunch of bad people that made it bad. And they influenced appraisers, appraisers uh, in the last great uh, recession. They just were in, you know, doing deals with people. A lot of people got in trouble. So, wow. you know, the government had to step in. So uh, there's that separation now between appraisers. Well, so I, I was actually asked after 10 years of appraising, you should open up your own you know, business. And at the time I could. Uh, so I did. And I, I it, it was weird because I got, uh, they were going to make a move. The bank was going to be merging with another bank. 
And it was like, okay, we're, if you've been here over 10 years, you can, 10 years at least, you can have a severance. You can have a month's income uh, um, for every year you've been here. Hmm. That was 10 months. And I thought, okay, this is about the only time if I'm going to do it, I'm going to open my own appraisal company because it'll give me that hmm. buffer time, you know? So um, my late husband, God bless, bless him. He was so supportive and he said, you should do it. I'll, I'll help you out. So he was a design engineer and we did that. And I ended up with trainees. I ended up doing, I, the first year I tripled my income with less effort. Nice. You know, I mean, doing over a hundred thousand back then, that was a lot. That was the, in the nineties. So late nineties. So I loved it. I had flexibility to be with my kids. I loved it. I could come home Amazing. and write up the reports. Um, but then the great, I mean, the great recession hit and. I was like, things are going to go south, like bad, because that already praised like three, two recessions before that little ones, yeah, you know? And so I was like, Ooh, it's going to get bad. So we sold a couple of rentals. Um, we, we just started pivoting, you know, we sold a rental, we moved into it, we fixed up and I called up my friends and I said, you know, do you need me to do any appraisals for the bank? Because I know it's going to get bad. Well, they said, we need you to review the appraisals. So I was basically from that point on locked in a 10 by 10 room, reviewing 12 to 14 appraisals a day and oh. catching fraud left and right. And it, oh, it was yeah. uh, four years of grueling, grueling time. So wow. um, at the end of that, you know, I don't want to put a damper on this, but my, my, my husband passed away oh. and I said, I'm done. Uh, this, this we're, we're recovering it was 2010. We're recovering and I'll, I'll fix and flip homes, but I will not work to death no. for any corporation anymore. So I uh, resigned and I settled wow. everything and I took a couple of years to regroup and did fix and flips and, you know, did, did fine. And we were recovering the whole time. Well, then I met this guy who was fixing and flipping too. <laughs> and that was Mark. And he would pick my brain and I would pick his brain because he was a realtor for over 30 years. Uh. So, uh, you know, one kind of sees the glass half full and one sees the glass half empty, I think. And <laughs> you need the balance of both, really. You do. You know, it can't be all or, you know, you need each other. We need each yeah. other in this industry. Um, so you need a good balance of, of seeing things optimistically and then conservatively just, and, and I think that's why I've done so well because, um, I just decided to get my real estate license again. I was like, I'm going to do real estate with you. And plus there's not that big a margin for fix and flips anymore. Uh, so it was like the logical thing to do. Um, so I, I got excited about it and I did really well, like into my second year, 18 transactions. So not bad. And I think it helped me though, having that appraisal background. Wow. Now totally. social media, I had known nothing about. So all I do, I'm a sponge. I just watch everybody out there. Like you guys, everybody who's doing something. I'm not afraid to ask, you know, how do you do this? you know, what's working for you? This doesn't work for me. You have to be able to do something. You have to be able to pivot. You have to be able to take an action to see if it's going to work or not. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't have that much time left, so I don't fool around. I have nothing to lose. You know what I mean? <laughs> Go for it. 
Go for it. That's awesome. I got to say, what a story. That's amazing. And from someone from like my perspective who's been following you on social media, now I have context. I know how Mark and Mel have now came to be. And I have to say for our viewers and listeners out there, that's really important to like just be a sponge. Be as much as you can, ask questions and go for it. There's so many people that are like not wanting to ask questions and they're kind of like weird about it. So <laughs> I, I absolutely love that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, um, you do. You know, there's a book actually. It's it, it'll apply to everything. Um, you know, um ask. You know, you got to ask for the referral. You have to ask for the deal. You have to ask how to do social media. Um I have yeah. some people that are about my generation who are reaching out and saying, how do you make it look so easy? It's not, <laughs> you just have to do it. Yes. You know, and then but it, it, gets gets, it gets easier. It yes. gets easier. Yeah. 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 I love that. I love that. So last question from me. Um, so what was, what has been the biggest, like technology wise, what's like the, been the biggest techno, like, like I'll say social media, this focus, social media technology. What's that one tool you've adapted to that you've seen success from? Um, I'd say social media. I really, I really would, because, um, it was so important for me to get the word out for a newer agent. If you don't have anything going, I would go to model homes. I would take my camera. I would take pictures. I would take pictures at, you know, different neat, um, decorator styles of rooms. Mm. People like that stuff. I would add before and after of, uh, different flips we've done. Um, actually younger generations like that. They really mm -hmm. like the before and after pictures of anything. Um, now I know I need to share more of other people's pages because I've grown to over 2,500. And I'm, I just saw a post that said, if you've got that many, you need to start sharing other people's pages and, um, you know, you need to branch out in the network. Networking is huge in everything. And I think, uh, you know, that's, that's old school. That's always going to be great. But now we have this platform of social media to network with is amazing. Wow. Hey, you're hearing it first 30 years in the, in the business a veteran that's telling you straight up, get on social media. It's amazing. Take some of the old, but bring it to the new school with social media. I love that. I'm going to hand it off to Dan for the mix up round. He's going to ask you some, some, some tech tool stuff. Like what are you using behind, behind the scenes to help drive your business? Yeah. Thanks, Norm. So I think uh, ultimately we want to know you got into this business qu quite some time ago, right? Both on the appraisal side, but in terms of lead generation, what would you say is your like number one lead source right now uh, for your business? That's a, that's a good question. Um, I, okay. I never expected to have such a, a really powerful CRM, mm. but where where we are at EXP is Realty has a very powerful CRM. And I'm just now trying to learn to use it instead of just boosting a post, yeah. you know, because then I can actually uh, have the lead go there and start nurturing that lead. Yep. So that that's very effective. I've, we, I never paid anybody for leads, anybody. And I, I wouldn't suggest doing it either because um, now tech support. Yes, that's different. Mm -hmm. um, that I think saves you a lot of time and effort because in anything, right. We want to cut the learning curve. That's just the smart thing to do it. Um, yep. I think that a lot of people are moving away from just depending on leads. Well, I shouldn't say that because um, there, I, I, I'm amazed at how many people still pay for leads. 
or pay their team a big cut um, when they really, I think you can become dependent on that instead mm -hmm. of doing it yourself and working with people like you guys and figure it out yourself. It, it's doable. It's, it's that pathway of building your personal brand and creating a following and an audience and people that want to do work with you and branching out through referrals and, and, and friendships and all of that local authority. But right. mm -hmm. I, I do use InShot. I do use okay. InShot's a free app. And some people have asked, how do you do your slow and fast and cut? I, I learned that from a gal I followed on YouTube. Nice. And so from the beginning, I use the InShot app, which makes yeah. it for me pretty easy to put together um, like a, a reel or even right now I'm trying to go out into the community and we're trying to support local businesses and stay, you know, connected that way, which yeah. people like, and I use InShot. Yeah, Love no, it. it's all good. Uh, next question for me is really evolving into any type of technology that you're currently interested in using in your real estate business? Is there something new that you've introduced into your business? Um, or is there something that you want to introduce to be more productive uh, from a tech side? Um, I, I really, I haven't thought about that. I haven't thought about that. Um, right now, it's enough for me to just get used to the tech, I think. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty, pretty techie for my age because I had that with the bank. Yeah, uh, I had to do a lot of research, but I'm, uh, you know, I'm starting to learn, I think more, I want to branch into YouTube. Mm -hmm. And so I want to use, uh, know if I'm got the right video editor to use with the YouTube. Um, so those kind of things I'd like to learn more about. Yeah, definitely. And, and you touched base earlier on the conversation off air that you had implemented some, some coaching. Um, and some social media strategy. Why don't you elaborate a little bit more on that? So how that's, that's huge. I, I connected with um, Krista Mayshor, mm. who I ran into when we were both at an event. And I ran up to her. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love you. And I had, I had no clue you had even come over to EXP Realty. But I was like, holy cow, she's on the stage. And uh, after she got down, I just she was running down the hall and I, I grabbed her, got a picture with her. And I, I said, I just connect with you. I love you. And so I actually started um, looking into her program. She had a really discounted program that um, for about three days and I loved it. So I actually joined her coaching program. And that is huge because every day, whether you're talking to her or somebody on the team, that's a coach, you have to have a coach to hold you accountable you know, we have, we have a coaching group in our, in our group, we have a collaboration group that's over a hundred now. And that's huge because we meet every Monday on zoom, but, and, and you, they can reach out anytime they want. I help them with appraisals, all kinds of stuff. They help me with other things like techie <laughs> things that I don't understand. And um, so it's all different ages, all different ranges of experience, but that accountability every morning um, I knew I had to, I had to pay for it because then you, you know, you're going to use it. You're yeah. going to go through the program. You're not going to waste any time. You're going to use it. And I've become more um, positive, more productive. Um, I do the mundane, especially in this kind of environment when you can't get things, you know, you can't get listings as fast. And we all know we're up against big, big eye buyers out there and hedge funds. Mm -hmm. 
And we have to use social media to teach people. And it's helping me get it into gear and to not be afraid to get out there on video because she's real big with video. And, you, you know, the biggest, I, I did a, a video because it was really concerning to me what's going on in the world. And I'm just really sensitive to that stuff. But it will interrupt your business, your team, your family. If you don't, if you don't move beyond it and stay positive, and the only way I could do it is to share that, I would, overnight, it was like, I think I had like almost 3,000 views. Because people connect with the real, you know, the real reality that we're not, we're people. Yes. You know, and that stuff impacts us when we care for people. It's so, called social media. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that's exactly. why you're doing reels that are real to life. So. I tell you, somebody said, how do you do the reels? And I mean, I, I have to do like reels every once in a while and learning to put value in those in such a quick amount is like a challenge for me, but I love it because it gets out the creative side of me. You know what I mean? It's yes. almost like a, like a release you know, in, in the mundane that we have to do in the, the really serious contract work we have to do. Um, it is a release for me. And I never thought it would be, Wow! <laughs> I wouldn't have known if I didn't try it. Right. It's yeah, wow. no, that's, it's all good. I, I think, uh, even on my own Instagram, I started doing like every Friday, try to do some real talk, which is kind of like the realtor's perspective of, the insider of what buyers and sellers need to hear from somebody that's in the business. Like if you called a contractor or a chef and you're like, what bothers you about customers? Right. Like, Good question. Right. Yeah. Like that's what the people want to hear because they're like, Oh, I didn't even understand that. Like I'm wasting your time and you're showing me 18 houses. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you're doing an amazing job. I think you've touched base on tech uh, how you're implementing things and, and you're being accountable and using a coach. And I think that's all relevant information that our audience should and need here. So back to Norman. Oh, wow. That, that was an amazing mix up round. Thank you so much, Dan, for taking that on. And uh, yeah, Kristen Mayshore is amazing. She actually, we uh, lift off agent who sponsors real estate versus tech is actually not far from her. Uh, she's in Brentwood, California and lift off was only uh, was founded just 30 minutes from there. So, so we actually have one of her, uh, one of the agents that's in indirect competition with her. It's a direct competition. It's direct competition, but they'll go back and forth. And so we're like, we got to get Krista on the show. And she's a prime example of someone too, who's who's innovated and who was motivated and who just kept moving forward and was always ahead. And she was on the show, y'all. So it was watching right now, check out her podcast episode. And I got to say, I loved Mill, how you said that, like, it's a release. Social media is a creative release because so many people can get past that first roadblock, that very first, like, can I even do a video? Can I even get a reel going? Then you got, you blasted through that and you went to a point now where you're like, Hey, I'm going to put down, I'm going to, I wrote the offer. I'm going to take a break and have a sandwich and do a reel. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> more, more agents need to listen up to that. Cause we, one of the biggest things that we overcome in this business is even if people are attractive or what would you call camera friendly, right? They're afraid of the camera. They're afraid of video. They're like, yeah. no, I don't like myself on video. I don't want to put myself out there. And you're, you're over here 30 years deep in the business, like shooting reels, like it's nothing. Right? <laughs> so, well, listen you know, up, and dudes. that's, and that's the funny thing. I've got some people in our group that, you know, are, are coming on there. They're newer at it. And they're like, 
you know, we're saying don't be a, a secret agent at all. You, that's the yes. way you're going to get started faster. And uh, they're like, well, that's not me. Well, that wasn't me either. Um, it, it's not like, like I'm saying, it doesn't come easy. I'm saying get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. Anything in growth, right? Yes. Anything. Um, just get comfortable with being uncomfortable because it's such a good feeling when you break through, like you said, when you break through and go to that next level, it's, it's a great feeling. So I love it with uncomfort. <laughs> I love it. And when collectively majority of the eyeballs are like over here and you're like, no, I don't want to be there. It's like, well, if you don't do it for business, then fine. But if you're a real estate agent and you have a private account, there's no such thing. Like Bill just said, as a private agent, and I see it all the time. And I'm like, why is your account private? Like, there's yeah. nothing for you to hide. It's like, personally, I wouldn't want to hire an agent that had something private going on that they couldn't tell me because then I would feel like, can I trust this person? Is this person just not going to get me across the finish line? I'm trying to buy a house here. It's like the biggest purchase of my life. Right. <laughs> on right. that note, I think the funniest thing that happens is when I go to, uh, when I go to write an offer sometimes and I have to look up the other agents, like license number, phone number, what office they're at, what address. And I have to go to the state agency website. Like I'm <laughs> mad. I'm like, this agent is impossible to find. <laughs> oh my God. Secret agents. They're everywhere. Listen, yeah. listen up out there. <laughs> That's right. Oh, I love yeah. that. I love yeah. that. So, so last, like, I think last question I have before I leave the floor open to you, so you can leave any advice for our viewers and listeners today. Um, you know, geographically, I, I know that you're in your specific area as far as like the greater Phoenix area. And you said you're thinking about YouTube and you want to do more like local community outreach or, or spotlighting local community and business owners, which I've seen already kind of coming on your Instagram. So is that your goal or, and what's your goal behind it? for this year going in that direction? Yeah, I would love to do more YouTube. I would love to do more series about two home buyers and home sellers because we know that the, the industry will shift. Yeah. It's a matter of time. It's, it's, it's going to be like, it's going to be like turning the Titanic. It's like, <laughs> it's not, you, you, you know, in the, re, well, in the recession, that was like turning the Titanic. Yeah. It was already slow. And the change from like hyperinflation took a while for people to realize, I mean, I stopped buying, you know, mm. overpaying and I stopped, you know, and I started preparing to sell extra rentals I didn't need. So uh, I don't think that it's a different process right now because you've got, there's no sinking coming, but we know it's going to be a correction. Mm -hmm. I would say really get ready for the correction. Now's the time to really, and what I want to do is get on, on YouTube and, and explain the difference because I'm just a nerd with statistics. And I mean, I, the statistics of going through your market area and explaining to people how you see graphs shifting and kind of getting towards a balance mm. very slowly because we have this um, shift in the country too. So we have a lot mm -hmm. of employee employers coming here and, you know, even though interest rates are going up there, your payment is when I bought my first house, it was like triple that, you wow. know? Um, so it's, it's, there's still going to be a lot of buying going on. It's going to be bananas. 
probably for, I think, the rest of the year. But I do think that we'll shift and it's already starting to shift in higher dollar homes, you know, the multi-million mm. dollar homes and balancing. Uh, I think when we get to that point where listing agents and, and selling agents are talking together and we're helping do the best thing for our client, it's awesome. I think that um, we have to get the word out. And I looked in a competing neighborhood, um, two, two different ones, and there were two iBuyers that purchased and flipped that home in a month. Those mm. sellers in the four, 450 to 550 range lost out on between 15 to 30% mm. net netting thir- 15 to 30%, which is a lot. It's a big chunk. That's huge. When you explain to sellers, that's like $65,000, you know, $75,000. Would you, would you take just one offer or would you expose it to the masses and maybe take an extra week for sixty-five or seventy-five thousand extra dollars. Would yes, you I think we know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we have to get really loud about explaining to people. And I think once we get back to a better balanced market where the local realtor is helping because of their knowledge and experience, mm-hmm. I actually think it's going to be better. I love that. Hey, listen up. We're not against each other. We're all here to support each other. And this is real estate first tech. We don't want the tech taking over real estate. So come on, y'all. What the heck? Not totally. Not totally. It is cool to have an app and it's cool to use technology, but you got to have people, real people that care for you. Amen. Man, I love that. This has been action packed. All right. I'm going to go ahead and put the camera on you, Mel. What do you want closing out today's episode for our viewers and listeners to take from today's episode? Oh gosh, we touched on so many great things. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. They're amazing. That's why. Um, I just, know. Just do it. Just just get out there and learn to pivot and be, you know, study the stats, you know, constantly be aware of everything, but you then relay it, relay it to the general public in whatever way and maybe multiple ways. If you can't do reels, then get on a video. If you can't do a video, I mean, I, you know, just do something and pick up the phone and start talking to people and letting them know um, what the market's like now and what it's heading into and use all social media as much as possible any way you can. I love that. I love that. Wow. Mel, this has been uh, an awesome episode because it's been it's been very informational and very practical. And you're very inspirational from a standpoint of like, when I get to your age, I still want to be hustling and bustling, right? And I also want to keep moving <laughs> forward. So you're a prime example for someone that has soaked it up like a sponge, kept moving forward, didn't take no for an answer, and then learned that actually it was a creative outlet from like a social video standpoint and editing and learning. So thanks yeah. so much for being on the show. Yeah, this my has pleasure. been great. Yeah. This has been fun. Thank you. Fun. Of course. Dan, thanks so much for co-hosting as always. Another great episode. Thanks, guys. Great to meet yeah, you. Yeah, man. Definitely. And uh, thanks to all our reviews and listeners, as it is our intention for you to take some of our episodes of Plenty Your Business and have more massive success. We'll see you on the next one. Don't forget to like and subscribe. We'll see you next week.